Okay, so I woke up from some visions that I can't even really remember. Which usually is a sign of being in the midst of a storm or a battle that maybe I don't have the best grip or handle on. It's possible. But it feels or seems as if they're exposing different things as ever since I got in this environment, I'm starting to realize different things or starting to feel as if I'm realizing different things. And it feels like they're possibly exposing things as... um, A lot of the different things that I was doing that I was believing that I was doing to benefit my family members. That I was believing that I was doing to benefit, you know, or um, to build up, to enhance, to, you know, support the rapture, you know. And the rapture going in the right direction. A lot of things that I believed that I was doing in that area were actually, you know hiding their sin i was actually hiding their sin i was you know protecting these demons i was protecting their demons and their snakes i was you know um contributing to misleading you know other believers that were fighting them you know using the power of god i was um being used to hide just a lot of their different wicked activities and and for them to appear as vessels of light they were hiding behind the power that the Lord had given me they were stealing it they were um protecting themselves with it they were living off of me but you know I know that this was an attempt to tear me down and make me feel as if oh my gosh what have I done? I've been working for the kingdom of Satan this entire time. This entire time, they were right. It wasn't God. They were right. I was actually worshiping Satan. Oh, my gosh. They were right. And I am, you know, um, I'm extremely wrong. I'm extremely wicked. And I, I very much have a chance to go to hell just as much as any of any of them all, which would not be a surprise to me. The fact of the matter is that we all are filthy and full of sin. Yes, we are. And the Bible is something, you know, something that the Lord consistently reminded me throughout this process that the Bible states that, you know, there was a saint who came to the church and he said, Lord, I am obedient. I am righteous. I'm holy. I deserve heaven. But this sinner over here, he deserves hell. And it was a tax collector that he pointed at. And this tax collector, he came in there and he got down to his knees and he ripped his clothes open. And he said, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I repent of my sins. Jesus said, verily I tell you, that tax collector was seen as righteous in the Lord's eyes that day. He would have been the one to go to heaven. Not the saint that walked into the into there and said, I am a saint. I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm going to heaven. I deserve heaven. I'm so much better than this sinner. So I try, you know, I try and watch my attitude. I try and watch my character. I try and watch my mindset, my perspective on life, believing that I'm better than others. I know that I'm a vessel. I know that the Lord has chosen me. 
I know that I'm a chosen vessel. I know that I'm a demon hunter. I know that I'm fighting against the kingdom of Satan. But also at the same time, I have to always be humble, operate in a spirit of humility, understand how filthy and full of sin that I am and take into consideration, you know, all of the ties or connections or control Satan may still have over me because of the sin that I consistently habitually run back to. I am not perfect. Perfect. I'm filthy. So I fight that. People say you're perfect. I say I'm not perfect. People say you're going to heaven. I say I don't know if I'm going to heaven. I'm not confident I'm going to heaven. I don't know that for a fact that I'm going to heaven. No one can confidently on this earth say I'm going to heaven until they reach heaven's gates. And on judgment day, the Lord allows them in. That's when you can finally say I'm going to heaven. No one can confidently on this earth say that. You can fight every single day like I'm going to heaven. Because you are trying to make it. You are being intentional about your actions. You're being intentional about the lifestyle that you're living. So you're making it that. But you cannot say I'm just going to heaven. No one can just say that and confidently and just be so sure about that. Because you just don't know the Lord's ways. The Lord works in mysterious ways. He is not a man. He does not think like a man. He does not do as a man does. He is God alone. You can never determine anything. You, It's not for you to judge. Jesus is the only one in a position to judge, and he doesn't judge. So we cannot judge ourselves. We cannot judge others. We cannot judge. So I don't assume that I know where I'm going. I don't assume that I know that I'm above someone else. I don't assume that I know that I'm better, but I also understand that I still do because it's still a part of me. It's deep down inside of me, and it's something that I'm working very hard to break. I work every single day to gain some sort of leverage on this mindset and this perspective and this demonic stronghold on my life that causes me to feel as if I am actually better than what I am. We all do it. That was a big pro- a big process, a big part of this journey was the Lord exposing to me how filthy I truly was. And I really thought that I was so much better than I was or that I was so much better than someone else and I was extremely filthy. And still am filthy. Even though I've come so far, I have a ways to go. And I am taking that into consideration every day. I'm not better than no one than nobody else. I'm not better than no one else. So I'm doing the best that I can to take that into consideration when I think or I look at other people's issues or problems or situations. If I'm looking at them, because the Bible says to take the plank, excuse me, take the log out of your own eye before you can take the speck out of your brother's so that you may be able to see clearly. And I ask the Lord for wisdom in order to be able to lead and guide his people correctly, because without the wisdom that the Lord has bestowed upon me, I would be like blind leading the blind. I could never do this. I remember specifically begging the Lord in my prayer, Lord, please help me to guide your people, because without you. I wouldn't know what to do with all these people. I would die inside. No, I would be extremely pained because dying is the least of your problems. I would be extremely pained if I led all these people down the wrong path, the people that you gave me to lead and guide. So please help me to guide them and give me the wisdom in order to be able to guide them. And that's what the Lord bestowed upon me. He said, I'm going to give you that and everything else you didn't ask for, your heart's desires. So that's... That's my testimony. That's that's what the Lord has bestowed upon me. He said I remind him of Solomon. That's you know this is these things are part of my journey. 
But at the end of the day, I still cannot neglect. I still cannot neglect the fact that I'm still not perfect. Solomon, he was the greatest king of Israel. He was the biggest king of Israel, the most known king of Israel, the wisest king of Israel, the most rich king of Israel. He was all of these different things, the most sought after king of Israel. He was all of these different things. Yet still, he stumbled from the path because he allowed his temptations. He allowed these temptations of this this world. He allowed his, you know, pleasures and desires. He was enticed into sin. He turned away from the Lord. He worshiped false gods due to lust, due to, you know, a lifestyle that he was living that, you know, pulled him further and further away from God after all that he had done. And eventually he stumbled. And because of what he did, his kingdom was ripped out of his descendants' hands and given to someone else. So you can never stop being on point. The Lord told me in the beginning of this process, yes, you are the best, but that does not mean that you ne- that you ever stop looking for opportunities to become better. That's what it is. So I understand that if I remind the Lord of Solomon, I may remind him of that as well. You can never stop looking for opportunities to become better. But I remember as a young kid, the Lord telling me that I was a turtle. I was a turtle in a race against the rabbit. Yes, the rabbit is fast, agile, and everybody's rooting for the rabbit. Everybody believes the rabbit's going to win, hands down. Like, nobody would ever put their money on a turtle. But the rabbit takes a risk, becoming cocky, prideful, vain, arrogant. Takes a rest on the side, takes a nap and says, I can sleep all day if I wanted to. This turtle will never get past me. And the rabbit takes a rest on the side, you know, has a snack, forgets all about the race. And the turtle just passes that rabbit right by and wins that race. So at the end of the day, what the Lord is saying to me, despite all of the advantages that they feel that they have over you, how much they play over you, how much they laugh about how no one would ever believe that you would win this race, that you would ever have a chance in this race. You win because they took you for granted. They took their situation, their, their you know, position for granted. They took where they sit for granted. So you're going to win because you took it seriously, regardless of how you looked or appeared to them, regardless of what it seemed as if you lacked. You win in the end. And I hated being a turtle. I, want, I hated being a turtle. I wanted to be something else. Why do I have to be the turtle? Why do I have to be the underdog? Why do I always have to be the underdog? I don't want to be the underdog. I want to be somebody who somebody can put their money on. They can bet will win. But something else I realized in the, in the process of this is that if anybody will put their money on you, despite the circumstance and what it looked like, just based off of, I don't know, believing in you or just, you know, hearing from the Lord and believing in him. I don't know. For whatever reason that they would put their money on you, if they were to put their money on you, then you find out what real friends are. You find out who's really meant to be there for you. You find out, you know, who's just like you. Because how brave of it was, how brave of it was, was it for that turtle to go up against this rabbit. And you know something else about the turtle? Everybody said, you're a turtle. You're so slow. This is a rabbit. They're really fast. But I don't ever recall in that story the turtle looking at himself and saying, 
Oh, I'm so slow. I'm a turtle. I don't think I'd ever win. No, that turtle went up to that start line and said, I have just as much of a chance of winning as you do the entire time. And so with that being said, I mean, there are reasons to be proud to be the turtle. There are very reason, There are very much reasons to be proud to be the turtle. Take a look around. A lot of these people who believe that they're winning in life, a lot of these people who believe that they, you know, people are always going to put their money on them. They are always on the winning team. They're popular. They're winning. They have the attention. They have the money. They have everything. They have it going on for themselves. A lot of the people like this, you know, they become, they get too caught up in themselves. They they lack a spirit of humility. They're not humble. And they end up losing because of it. They end up losing because, because of it. Stay humble. Stay humble. It's the only thing that can really save your life. One, well, God is the only thing that can really save your life. But being humble is one of the biggest key factors. You have to remain humble. You have to. People laugh in my face even to this day. And they never saw, they never thought to see this day coming. They never thought that they'd see this day, these days, actually come. You know, maybe they did. Maybe they already knew. And yet they still remain cocky. They still remain prideful, vain, and arrogant about my future and whether I'll make it or not. And so that's the greatest thing. That's the greatest part about the story against the turtle versus the rabbit. No matter how sure and how confident and how solid and solidified and set in stone it was that that rabbit run that race that rabbit lost and a lot of people gonna say but the rabbit would have won if it didn't take a rest but then it should have took a rest then that's the point you never get too cocky and confident you never get too full of yourself that you feel like I could do whatever I want I can kick back relax I could flow I could you know I could just sit right here and lose and still win. No, you lost. That's what it is. So, um, that being said, you know, I'll never want to lose sight of what the biggest point and the biggest, you know, objective of that story was anyways, to never ever get too confident and too cocky and too arrogant. Remain humble. Stay humble for the rest of your life. No matter what you get, no matter where you go. You know, after that turtle won, that turtle just won. Oh my gosh, you won, turtle. And it's like, at the end of the day, though, you know, did that turtle just go to every single race afterwards? Like, you must don't know me. I beat the rabbit. You must don't know me. I can beat any any animal on this planet. No, that turtle remain humble. That's the point. Remain humble. Too many people I see, they got too caught up in their lifestyles. I don't know. I don't know what that would mean for them. But they about to get beat by the turtle. And I guess, the you know, another thing I took into a perspective for that story is that, you know, with the rabbit feeling as if so cocky, so confident, was the kind of individual that cared about how, how they look and everything everybody was saying about it, you know, slept on the turtle and that's where the terms you sleeping on me come from slept on the turtle and lost the race and you know the one of the biggest most horrible 
you know, blowbacks from that must have been like, how could you lose from a to a turtle as a rabbit? You're a rabbit and you lost to a turtle. How could you possibly lose to a turtle? And the rabbit's going to say, well, I was, I fell asleep. So, you know, I was over there asleep. If I would have never went to sleep, then that turtle would have never won. You still going to get laughed at. You still going to get, you going to feel everything that that turtle felt, even going against a race against you because you lost. It's important to remember that everything that you do come back. You reap what you sow. So I might be the turtle. That's okay. I'll be the turtle. I might be the turtle. But I win in the end. I do win. And even though nobody was, you know, actually rooting for me possibly or, you know, nobody actually believed that I would ever win against this rabbit, I do win though. I do. You know? I've never been the type of person like, so I won. But it's like, I do win though. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's happening here, you know. It's it's a cycle. It's a cycle of these things going on. And I keep seeing the turtle everywhere. I always see the turtle. And, you know, I see a carrot. I've saw I've seen a carrot lately. You know, I don't ever I don't usually see the rabbit. I see the carrot though. And I was like, okay, I see what you're saying, Jesus. <laughs> see, Jesus is so funny. He's showing me the carrot because he's like, look, bait. Bait. Like he's baiting the carrot so you can win. Yes, Jesus cheats for us. He cheats for us because it was already a cheat to begin with. Jesus is not a cheater. Because cheating is lying. But he cheats for us. Meaning, he will give you that extra push and that extra boost when the circumstances are already unfair, when you're already seemingly outnumbered. Because you're never outnumbered with God. That's something that he told me in the beginning of this. They said you're outnumbered. And Jesus said, you will never be outnumbered with God. You will never be outnumbered with me. And so is it really cheating? Because you felt as if you could actually outnumber the Lord. You already cheated yourself. So, no. But, um, that being said, you know, he's he's showing me the carrot. Like, you don't have to worry. Remember that carrot? Remember, the rabbits, they love the carrots. They do. And, you know, why not take a food break? Why not take a snack break? You know, why not sit over here and have a nap too? You know, chew on a carrot, have a nap, relax, think about what you're going to do after this win. Why the turtle just pass you on by? Might be slow, but it's going to win. So when I'm in my bed and I'm praying to the Lord and I'm asking him to get me through this and I'm, I'm thanking him for keeping me throughout everything and I'm feeling blessed and I'm feeling as if, you know, Jesus is all that I have. But I'm so glad because then when I have him, I have everything. I see that carrot on the wall. It just shows up. Baited you. Baited you with a carrot. Who who planted that carrot? Who planted that carrot on the side? So that that rabbit could, you know, because they knew that rabbit was so cocky, he would take a break. Who did that? 
So, you know, I love the Lord. I love him. I love him for my story, even though oftentimes it may feel like I don't want the story that, you know, nobody else really wants. I don't want to be the person nobody else really believes will win. I don't want to be the person that doesn't show signs of, you know, domination and, you know, success and just strong winner. Like everybody, they just know you're going to win. I don't want to be, you know, the person that isn't that. And the Lord has been pointing to me in this direction and showing me different things lately so much different things that are like um oftentimes with the Lord with depending on him what happens is the other individual are going to look like the obvious winners they're going to look like you never had a chance they're going to look like everybody's going to want to root for them everybody's going to want for them to win everybody's going to want them they're going to have all the attention. They're going to have all of the, you know, the crowd, the fans, the everything. And you may seemingly have nothing, no chance, no name, no anything. But you will beat them because of the Lord. And that's how he's showing his power through you. And so that's why it shouldn't matter what you have. I noticed that in this process, they're always talking about, you know, nobody knows you. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody you know, cares who you are. Nobody knows that you're the one doing this. Nobody knows that you're even, you know, the one up against this race. And if they do, they don't ever even count on you to win. They don't see you as a threat at all. And there's only one reason the Lord going to let you run your mouth like that. Only one reason the Lord is going to let you run your mouth like that, because one day you're going to wish that you hadn't. One day you're going to wish that you shut your mouth because the Lord loves to show his power on people like that. Look what he did to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, I am the biggest king. I'm the greatest king of all the earth. No one is above me. These are my slaves. I'll do what I want to do with them. The Lord sent Moses and he freed all of those slaves. And he had Pharaoh acknowledging God because he had no choice. You will know who God is. And don't think you're going to get out of it now and say, oh, if God sends a prophet now, then I'll just, I'll just go do whatever he says. Then I'll just avoid that. No, he'll harden your heart. He's gonna harden your heart. He's gonna let you continue to act the way you've been acting before he sends somebody to come get them. You don't get to switch up now because he showed up at the door. No, keep doing what you was doing. Keep being who you were being. Keep bragging how you were bragging. That's what you're here for. I love my father in heaven. He always defended me. I don't have to be big. I don't have to be bad. I don't have to fight you. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to have the credit. I don't have to have the attention. I don't have to have all this other stuff. You know, my father already has it for me. And he is going to, he's prophesying over the situation. He's freeing my people. I heard yesterday, let my people go. I heard it. And I heard this wicked king for a second was just like, okay, I'll let him go. But then was like, um. What? No, I'm not letting them go. Okay, so the plays continue then. So the plays continue. I saw frogs months ago. 
you know, I've been wondering, like, where are we with these plays right now? Because I also saw a split second of vision of me where I hit a baby, a baby that I was freeing. Like Harriet Tubman running back and forth to get my people. The Lord is doing this through me because I can't be doing this on my own. I have almost no understanding of how I'm even doing this. You know, besides the fact the Lord, he's the only explanation. You know, when they have all eyes on me at all times, when they have everything locked down, when it seems as if I can't get anything past them, the Lord is still making these things possible. He's still creating underground railroad and underground railroads, ways out of no ways. And they never know someone is missing until it's too late. They never know what hit them until it's already gone. So that's definitely by God's power alone. And, you know, I just, you know, I believe in him. I believe in him. I believe his truth. I believe his words. I am being transformed. I do have work to do. I have to stop doing certain things. I'm not everything I should be. But I believe in the Lord. 